Wait, is it gonna work though? Well, let's hope it works. So this is take two. Take two. Take two. My computer messed up. So Alex. Yes. You like boba? Yes. Well, this episode of the Parks and Questions podcast is brought to you by Ding Tea in Lakewood, located off South Street and Woodruff, just a couple of miles west of the 605. Ding Tea has the best boba in town. You want to know a little secret, Alex? I sure do. They use golden boba, not that tapioca. So they have milk teas, Mm. flavor teas, Mm. smoothies, Vietnamese coffee, which you still have to try. Yes, I got to try that. Ice cream scoops. What? French fries. Pretzels. Pretzels? I stopped by for a mango passion fruit smoothie during the Super Bowl. That's how good it is. If you do go, please tell them you heard this on the Parks and Questions podcast so we can get credit. All right. Alex. Yes. Season 2, Episode 12, Christmas Scandal, written by Michael Schur, directed by Randall Reinhern. The first Whoa. time Randall has directed an episode. Aired December 10th, 2009. And I could already tell you did not like this episode. Nope. I didn't like it that much either. It's not bad for certain people. There's good performances by certain people, but the overall episode I uh, did not like. So we're going to recap really quick. Councilman Bill Dexhart has yet another wild sex scandal. First, the cave sex in Brazil that Donna was very fond of. Opening scene. Did you notice Donna chewing the gum in the background, smiling? I did. While Ron is not giving a shit while they're singing, in pony. Anyway, so Ron... Ron uh, is everybody in that moment, especially me, because I do not participate in stuff like that. Anyway, Leslie was talking mad shit about Bill Dexhart at the Government Follies event. Mm-hmm. Mad shit. Pawnee's Winter Wonderland subplot. One of the subplots. Pawnee's Winter Wonderland is on Lot 48, where the pit was. Turns out everything Leslie said about Dexhart was spot on. Subplot. Another one. Andy and April... Are bonding over her gay boyfriend, which is that which I thought was funny. Interesting. At, at this Very. point, the writers have already decided that they want Andy and April to get back to I mean to get together at some point. But what a way to start the process of them getting together than by telling his future wife what to get her gay boyfriend. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Sexy Dexy strikes again, which is the article headline from the newspaper headline from Sexy Dexy from the Pawnee. Sounds like a funny sitcom that didn't last well in the eighties. Yeah, they only shot the pilot, and they were like, "No, no, no." Yep. So <laughs> the so uh, <laughs> what did I write? So the meeting with Dexhart made the tabloids, and everyone thought Leslie and Bill had slept together. Your boy Purd tells the world that a mystery woman slept with Dexhart, and that her name was Leslie Norp. The first time she's referred to as Norp by that name. So Leslie and Anne meet with Dexhart to try to clear the name, to clear her name, but it only gets worse because now people think that they're a lesbian couple. The second time on the show that people think that they're a lesbian couple. Remember the banquet episode with the mm-hmm. famous hair, haircut? Yep. They tell Leslie to take a break while they cover for her. They're like, relax, go home. We got this. She hangs out with the cop, Mr. Sanderson, who we hate because he's not in the good graces. He's a creeper. Nope. Uh, he asks her to move to San Diego with him. And later on, through some half-assed internet research, we find out it's because Louis C.K. was going to be temporarily written off so he could focus on his show, Louis, on uh, FX. And anyway, Ron is in charge, and he has everyone take over Leslie's task, including bringing a case of sanitation. No, sanitation. (laughs) (laughs) A case of beer sanitation. Bring over a case of sanitation tonight. We're going to have a real major, guys. So... (laughs) So Ron has uh, to lead a presentation, which 
he is not prepared for. And I wish they would have showed us how he would have done had he gone up there unprepared on the fly. Mm-hmm. A video mm-hmm. of Leslie meeting Dex Hart four, four years earlier surfaced. And now Leslie is like really losing her shit. Yeah. Her next move is to go on Pawnee Today with Joan Calamezzo. Back to the other part of the subplot, the Winter Wonderland. The trash bin wasn't cleaned out by sanitation because Tom and Mark's dumbasses didn't bring a case of beer. Not sanitation. To sanitation. Of course, Joan doesn't believe Leslie until Leslie calls Bill's bluff about her, the mole on her butt and pulls down her pants on live TV to prove she never slept with him. Although I do have some nitpicks about this. Leslie tells the cop she's not moving in with him. Essentially, anything's with him. Andy gets his jersey that he talked about earlier and gets her computer bag for Christmas from Mark instead of the blood diamond. Mark gets his Pacers tickets and tells Anne that that, uh, she doesn't have to go with him. Thanks. Leslie's name was cleared. Leslie broke up with the cop and the tree was lighted up. It was lit. And the episode ends. I did have to look up on Google. Like, like Leslie was like, oh, why isn't the tree lighted? I was like, wait, what? And I looked it up, and, it was, and apparently it's a word, and, and it was acceptable. L-I-G-H-E-D. It's literally light E-D. with an ed. Light so it. although we're, uh, I mean although, so all right, we're gonna do the IMDb rating. Right the although bat. we're gonna do the IMDb, <laughs> the M the M B M B. So IMDb rating, I could tell you did not like this episode. No, we're gonna blow by this. I gave it a seven two because it was not. It was in, it was very important, but I have a theory. I think Michael Schur just stepped in. He was like, whoa, 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 hang on. Let me direct let me write this episode really quick to point out some very important things. Yes. You guys could take care of the other episodes, but the, I want this one because I want to point out something very important. And maybe throw in some funny things. But I guess that people weren't gonna I th- I guess that people were gonna like this episode. Like my guess was like high sevens, low eights. And uh, but I gave it a seven two because I did not find it that funny. Yep. What was your rating again? I gave it a six three. Jesus, you're fucking harsh. Yeah. What are we doing? Like basketball players? I heights? will be on. Yeah, I will be honest with you. I did fall asleep through this episode. So I had to watch it like three times. So it got an eight point one, which I think was way too high. That is, they're being people really nice. seem to like this one. So in season one, the highest score any episode got was a seven eight. But already in season two, 12 episodes, already, this is our eighth episode with an 8.0 or higher, which is pretty fucking crazy. Nice. Yep. But Although I do not agree with it. doesn't deserve to be there. doesn't deserve it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick. <laughs> Antonio Brown's got lightning fast reflexes, but even that wasn't enough to keep him from getting hit in the head by an errant piece of Jim Clement. <laughs> anyway, we're back. <laughs> well, Alex is reading what happened to Antonio Brown, and he's laughing. Let's hope we don't get that you don't get in trouble for this, bro. Uh, you brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You did. Oh, right now I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Whoops. So Antonio Brown, we hope you get better. Yes. So love and support. I hope. For you. I hope. I think people hate the fact that we don't like this episode. I'm okay with that I'm because okay there are plenty too. more episodes to come that are yeah. way better. I wanted to bring. I wasn't when we started this podcast. I wasn't gonna. Kiss ass to every single episode. <clears throat> say the truth. Yeah, exactly. Unbiased opinion. Some episodes I love. Some I just like. Some are just like what the fuck. We just being truthful. This one was one of those what the fuck. It was important, but it wasn't as funny. So what the fuck. So number one in our funniest lines. First nominee. Let's do it. So Leslie says, 
For the first time ever this year, our tree lighting is going to be simulcast on internet radio. And Tom goes, that's that's a big deal. <laughs> Listening to that tree lighting is going to be dope. <laughs> Dude, do you think that, like, I couldn't tell if he was being, like, legit, like, hell yeah, this is going to be tight. No, dude, it's totally sarcastic. Oh, my I God. I couldn't tell. He, His he, sarcasm he, is sometimes <laughs> questionable. So, number two. <laughs> Does he already have, like, chaps? Like, assless chaps? <laughs> that was Andy. I don't know that age well. So, number three. <laughs> Although they left separately, no one knows where they woke up together. Your boy Bird. This end. wasn't his first appearance, right? I, he no, no, no. It's like, our, se- like our second and like third. Remember like, we we discussed that yeah. he came out in half West Internet Research. Yep. Like he's he's been a reporter in like thirty other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was either reporter one, reporter two, news anchor one, news anchor two. He was like a it was like a per, uh, a Bob in there somewhere. But yeah, he he's a teacher in uh, broadcasting school. Yeah. So anyway, number four. I'm expected at two different maternity wards. Bruh, at the same time, how many guys on this planet do you think I've ever spoken that sentence? I'm expected at two different maternity wards. As the father. Not like not like a like a like you're like a dad. Let's say you have two daughters or you have yep. two sons or yep. one in one. Mm-hmm. And both families are having a baby at the same exact time, same exact day. Excluding that. If you're the if you're following two children at two separate maternity wards, think about how crazy they, that is. Do you is. think they say they share the same room? The same, no, same hospital, maybe. Yeah, imagine same that. Hospital makes sense. Imagine that, just for the room. for the father to be in between two beds, holding two hands, looking left to right to one another, like you can do this, and, you can also and do this. One or two members of the family dogging the other family, <laughs> just like scaling each other. Just like, yeah, number five. I thought raccoons were nocturnal. That's what what April says. And then Ron says, not in this town, sweetheart. In this town, they're 24-7. We can't have raccoons for the Christmas thing. They'll hunt the kids for sport. So really quick, something I noticed in in the song that they were singing at the beginning of the episode. April says, I'm not going to try to do her voice, but I'm going to try to do it in the way she does it. She's like, we may not be big and our mare wears a wig, but at least our raccoon infestation is under control. But it's not under control. It's not. Obviously. <clears throat> There's some irony there. Number six. I found a sandwich in one of your parks, and I want to know why they didn't have mayonnaise. There's one. And then there's a turtle flu guy, but I was like, what was funnier was his face. Mm-hmm. He was like, turtle flu, turtle flu, turtle flu. But I didn't include that in there. I don't know if that was even honorable mention. That was just weird. Number seven. There's a bunch of messages about a bunch of things I don't understand. That was Ron telling Leslie at the very end. So anyway, what well, one's your, your funniest lines? Maternity. The maternity ward? Yeah. I'm expected to... Really? Yeah. What? I thought that was really like, funny you, and very clever. When you clever. sit down and think about it and when we play it out like we just did, yeah, it's funny. But at the time, what made you laugh harder? Wasn't it the... Was it the, the listening to that tree lighting is going to be dope? It was the assless chaps. No one knows where they woke up are together. We doing, are we doing best line or funniest line? No, best line would be if we were doing like a like a rom com or like a like an actual like like drama movie. This is a comedic show. 
which I get. A comedic podcast. And I took the most comedic thing. That was after the fact. It wasn't funny. You weren't, weren't if you were, if I gave you the test to write down your own funniest lines, bet you this one was, was going to fly right over your head. No. Yes, this would have flown right over no, your head. No, man, because that entire conversation between Councilman Dexbert and... Dex Hart. I know, whatever. And, and Leslie sitting in that fucking diner, having that entire conversation... You mean the watering hole? The local watering hole? Yeah. <laughs> Like, the shit that comes out of that guy's mouth, man, is just, like, unbelievable. It is, it, it and is, and it's right. actually really good writing. And it I is. chuckled really hard at that entire Michael conversation. Sure. Michael sure, good writing here and there in this episode. Overall, excellent writer. So so that one's for you. Well, I'm glad that there's some disagreement. So for you, it's I'm expected at two different maternity wards. For me, it's got to be listening to that tree lighting. It's going to be dope. That one's for me. Nice. Moving on. Wait, yeah. Funniest scenes. Number one. The first meeting with Dex Hart. He says, I don't want you to apologize. I want to know who told you. Was it the babysitter? Was it the nurse who delivered our love child? You know damn well what happened. I got the babysitter pregnant. Then when she was in the delivery room, I had sex with not one, but four nurses in the supply closet, as well as a woman whose husband was getting a liver transplant. Now, which one was it? Was it the liver lady? Oh my gosh. I should have started off this podcast saying, I know I go back and forth with like me reading the funniest lines, you reading the funniest lines, or actually me getting the actual clip. Yeah. And putting it and editing it in, or me putting my phone up into the mic. But it gets tiring to edit all of this. I would have added this whole thing. I'll put it up on on Instagram for the for the questions questions podcast. That that whole segment there was fucking hilarious dude but i just decided to read it out i'm gonna go back and forth if i have time to edit and add things i'll add it but right now i'm just gonna read them all out so that was number one the dex Hart's first meeting number two funny scenes ann and tom trying to make leslie feel better by saying no one reads the tabloids but then donna through the glass with a copy (laughs) of the pawnee stud she's like she's like leslie what that's where girl That's number two. Number three. Soon after Donna's mini hilarious scene, Andy has a little monologue scene where he's trying to tell Leslie what he's heard while working at the shoe shine stand. He's like, I've heard a few things like, can you believe it? The parks lady boned Dex heart. And of course she did. She's totally good to go. And one guy was like, I wouldn't hit that. And the other guy was like, me neither. Then a third guy was like, I would. So I, I don't know if that's helpful at all. <laughs> Look at Andy. When he shows up, he's great. Number four. He delivers. Yeah. Number four. I'm glad he kept he, he they kept him for the show because he wouldn't be here if had it wasn't for no nope, there would be no Jurassic World. He wouldn't would be, be here no Star Lord had be... April not improvised that line. Oh, you're referring to the show? Yeah, yes, I agree. No, and also there there wouldn't be any of that because mm-hmm. the sample size that these studios would have gotten were just Season one, yeah. and and but also if you think about it, Thanos wouldn't have gotten punched in the face by Star Lord, meaning that uh, he still would have gotten, you still would have fucked up the whole scene. It just would have, it just would have been a different Star Lord, different. It would have been like John no, Krasinski no, or something. I don't think anyone else. All right, number four. Star Lord, the way he does. Number four. Leslie is just <clears throat> about to go on air with John. She thanks her for the opportunity to clear her name. 
But then Joan says, I see you brought your girlfriend for support. That's nice. And Leslie and Anne are both like, wait, what? No, she's not my, you got it wrong. You heard that? When, when Joan was, she I just snuck that, that in. Funny. I thought that was hilarious. She's like, I see you brought your girlfriend for support. That's nice. That was hilarious, dude. At the time watching it, that was, that was hilarious. So honorable mention. Andy being Santa and the kids pulling his beard and they were and he was like, oh, <laughs> hey, that's not. Do you see that? The kids were pulling on on Andy's thing. That, that was a little funny. So I only had four, which evidence that the show was this episode wasn't that funny. Mm-hmm. So the the first meeting with Dexart, Donna threw the glass saying, "Leslie, what? Nice work, girl." Number three, uh, Andy and his entire monologue about people doing it with Leslie or not. And four, which already is not going to win for you. Joan sneaking in that joke about bringing her girlfriend. Nope. So when, what wins for you? Um, Consummate Dex shirt. Uh, his uh, <laughs> the first, his meeting? first meeting. About the love child. This is like the really, if you which really, one was it? Was it the liver lady? Can you visualize like how that must have went down? Think about the girls that he dealt How with. How many kids do you think he has? Oh my god, seventeen and a half. But think about like how many chicks like, like what is wrong with those those chicks that just allow um, that to happen? Unanswerable question. Crazy. All right, so what what wins for me is yeah, I'm gonna have to agree to agree. That was the funniest scene in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. The first meeting with Dex Hart. All right, so we're gonna go into some awards. The last Grossman Award. Character who did the most with little screen time. Here are the nominees. Bill Dexhart. Purred Happily. Alexa Softcastle from the Pawnee Sun. The Mayonnaise Sandwich Lady. The guy who says, anytime you see two women standing next to each other, you can only assume. Lesbians. And Joan Calamezzo. Who wins your Les Grossman Award for the biggest heat check? Person who did the most with the little screen time. Councilman Dexel Dick. Councilman Pencil Dick? Dexel Dick. Dexel Dick? Mm-hmm. Dex Hart? Dex Hart. Nah, for me, it's got to be Joan. She was fucking great. I, I love her here. Oh, dude. She gets better in future episodes, though. No, she started getting better now. I love her. I hit her up today. Uh, no, I didn't hit her up. On, oh. on Instagram, she posted a picture of her of her dogs and her cats and i don't know why but i just commented on through the parks and questions podcast page i was like completely unrelated but i just want to say and i put quotes thank you commissioner gordon people of gotham end quote and she actually responded to that with that laughing out loud emoji. oh dude that, that was fucking what great. motivated you to write that what motivated what motivated me i don't know i was a I was with my son in the car waiting for my wife to come out of the dentist and I was just scrolling through Instagram and I see Mo underscore Collins. I was like, oh, that's Joan Calamezzo. Let's see what she posted. Oh, cute dogs. And I'm just like, oh my God, Joan, we're going to do a podcast episode tonight and you're going to be in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me come up with the funniest thing I can remember her saying and just hit her with it and see if she responds. And sure enough, she liked it. And, And out of all the comments she got, at the time, that was the only yeah. one she responded to with that emoji. My favorite Joan moments are when she's tanked. Just like she's what? When she's drunk? Yeah. When she's like, I'm gonna go powder my nose amongst other things. <laughs> she's like so sloppy. I love it. All right, but anyway. So so Councilman Bill Dexhart wins for you. 
Yes. For me, it's Joan. You hear that? If you're listening, love you. All right. <laughs> so, so I commented on one of her pictures and she got and she responded. So great. Highlight of my day. Sorry. So funniest character. Here are the nominees. Actually, before we get to funniest character, who overacted in this episode? I completely forgot to write it down, but I just remembered right now. Any overacting? Uh, Did Ron overact a little? That guy underacted. Yeah. <laughs> More than anything. Leslie, April. I love okay, honorable mention, funny, funny scenes. When April uh tells Leslie, Do you want me to seduce Pert happily? And she's like, How would that help? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to see if I could do it. Like, okay, it's not I don't know if it's worth losing your virginity over. And then her face was like, like How do you know I have lost it already? But anyway. I, don't I know. love I how say, she just assumes that she's a virgin. Yeah, right. I want. I want to say that um, Donna may have overacted a little bit when she got in wind of. Yeah, no, that was hilarious. That was that was funny, but like, I don't know. I don't really. Who overacted in this episode? I can't think of anybody. Let, let's just go I mean, with other than, other than Donna. Let's just, like, let's just go with Alexa Softcastle from <clears> the <throat> Sun. You know who never overacts? Pert Happily. Dude's great. He's awesome. He nails every part. Yeah. All right. So funniest character. Here are the nominees. I have four. Number one, Ron, who's in two of my funniest lines, and he was also in that funny moment in the ep- in the opening scene where he didn't give a shit. And and pony. Number two, Andy, who's got one funny line and one funny scene. The assless chaps and the whole monologue scene where he does. When he's talking about the guys that wouldn't sleep with or would sleep with Leslie. Number three, Councilman Bill Penseldick, who's involved yes. in one of the in one of our funniest scenes and funniest lines. Number four, Joan, who just won our who just won my biggest heat check award. Who is your funniest character in this episode? I'm gonna have to say that. See, Bill, like, Bill, 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 no, yeah. it's gotta be Bill it's Dexter. It's gotta be Bill Dexter. It's gotta be. Dexter. See, Leslie's funny in, epi- in every episode, right? Yes. But she's not like in my top two or three sometimes because she, other people steal the show. This one, I just feel bad for Leslie. You just feel bad for her. She's just not funny because she's not in a position to be funny because she's just vulnerable in this episode. So I wish I would have put her as a nominee, but. Michael sure decided not to write it that way. All right. You ready for our next category? Alex? Mm-hmm. What's aged the best? I'm going to go with, I have four of them. You can feel free to jump in. Number one, the idea that you should get a gift for someone that you would want to get yourself. Remember, uh, April asked Andy for help on, yeah. how, on what to give her yeah. gay boyfriend. And after struggling to figure out what to get, she's like, "Why? Why don't you just get some something?" No, what she say? Like, you know how people say you should get a gift that you should, that you should give yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought that aged pretty well. It did because people. I do that every Christmas for a white elephant. No, not white elephant. What's that? The the gift exchange. Every time they tell me like, "Oh, five or ten dollars." Oh, I know exactly what to do, and I go to like. Five below or some shit, and then this I, is useful. I, no, I could use this. What did my yeah? What did I get? Yeah. You know that toilet light 
The LED toilet light? Yes. That it's like a light that you attach to the toilet. So you, it helps you, your aim at night. Yeah. Have you used that? I gave it to my dad. Does he use it? I don't know. I, I went to the house yesterday and it's still brand new box, like oh, right there on the thing. You should just install it for him. LED lights for the for the back of the TV. Yeah. I also included that in the gift exchange. A neck pillow, I included it in the gift exchange. Excellent idea. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. That's what says the best for me. Number two. The fact that the girlfriend didn't want to go to a sporting event with her boyfriend. Come on, girls. Yeah. Remember at the end? Get it together. When uh, she was so excited and was so excited that Mark told her she didn't have to go. Unanswerable question before I forget because I didn't write it. Who do you think she... Okay, so she got Mark two tickets at least. Who do you think he went with? You don't have to answer it. It's an unanswerable question. I don't know. All right. There's no other character at the time that like I could possibly maybe think of or consider. What's well, he's the best? Number three. His mom. The tabloid article. His mom. <laughs> Sexy Dexy strikes again. <laughs> Do you imagine if an art if an article came out that read like that? Like I know how so, much shit someone would. Get as soon as that. I'm done with the, uh, as soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm going to make a meme. Not a meme, but I'm going to do a cut the clip of that conversation. Please. And at the top of the caption, I'm going to, I'm going to write sexy Dexy strikes again. And it's going to be the entire, it's going to be the entire conversation that they had. <laughs> Was it the liver lady? Was it the nurse who delivered our love child? Number four, what's age is the best? That moment Andy and April share at the end of the episode after the tree lighting and how she's smiling like she's never smiled before. That was great. You know what else age is the best, though? I wrote these notes like at 10 o'clock, and look at what I wrote instead of smiled. It's a good thing I I said exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said smoked. Well, that worked out. I know. So what says the worst? Oh, do you have any what says the best? No, not really. All right, so what says the worst? Number one for me. Andy telling April to get her gay boyfriend a Brokeback Mountain DVD. And assless chaps, and hip hop dance like abs DVD. I think that would have been really offensive. It would be. Oh man! All right, so number two, I'm gonna ask my brother. Like, what? (laughs) Like, would it be offensive? Like, like sometimes I don't know what to give my brother. So, like, if I were just to ask him, like, would it be offensive if I just gave you like a broke back DVD? It's fucked up. Right now, just not. It just doesn't even probably not the best number two. time to do something like that. It's like sending it's like she's sending him a message that she's ready for childbearing. You remember when the guy said that? Yeah, that didn't age well at all. At Leslie's face. <gasps> she was shocked. Oh yeah. Number three. Andy wanting a Reggie Wayne jersey that was worn after catching this the game winning touchdown to win the Super Bowl. Reggie's been retired and out of the league for years, but he was a great player. Who do you think he'd ask a jersey for now? Ooh, Antonio Brown. No. What? <laughs> He's a Seahawks fan. I know. Uh, he would probably, okay, as a Seahawks fan, it's probably Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Or like maybe. Um, well, Reggie Wilson. Wayne is a receiver. So you think he would get a receiver mm-hmm. from the Seahawks? Right. Well, he also liked Andrew Luck. Maybe Tyler Lockett? 
Yeah, he did. But no, yeah. Oh, that's true. Mr. Luck, it would be an honor to catch a touchdown pass from you. Mm-hmm. Okay, go along. Dude, Andrew Luck's voice. I, I can never get over it. He's such a nice dude. He is nice. You know, he, he drives like a, he uses like a flip phone and he doesn't drive fancy cars or anything. He doesn't like touch his money or anything. Yeah. That's great. But he makes calls in the, NFL, in the XFL now. Does he? Yeah, apparently he uh, gave this guy an in that was a running back for one of the XFL teams. Because oh, sure. I guess his dad. So you like, do read articles. Well then. <laughs> so number four. What's we'll the uh, worst? Dex Hart not being recalled after the second scandal is just fucking ridiculous. This is his second sex scandal in like weeks, and he was not recalled. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. I guess you could say it's aged the best. Yeah, like, because like shit's been going on. Like anyone can run for office there. And all right, we're gonna you know. not talk about that. All right, so number five, Leslie dropping her pants on live TV. I don't think they would do that. No. Number six, that would not go down. Louis C.K. talking, saying that his heart races in a sexual context. I think we should ask what wins are what what age the worst. What's what's age the worst out of these worst? Number seven. So Matt Fowler of IGN said Louis C.K. quote Louis C.K. known for being a raucous, raunchy comic is almost frightening in his ability to play against his stage persona and give us a wonderfully caring and deadpan character. Yikes, that's tough. That that's tough. Ah uh, man. And that's my seventh worst age of the worst. So what do you think age the worst out of these worst? Six. Brokeback Mountain DVD. Childbearing comment. I mean. I, Dredge Wayne. Not being recalled after the second scandal. Leslie dropping her pants. Louis C.K. saying heart races in a sexual context. That one? Or or the last one? Like, think about, think about, okay, listen to it again. A guy said... Louis C.K., who's known for being raunchy, a raunchy comic, is almost frightening in, in his ability to play against his stage persona yeah, and give us a wonderfully caring and deadpan character. I see where you're going First with that. First of all, I don't know what the fuck deadpan means. I, mean, I see where you're going with that, and um, I'm going to have to switch my answer to number seven. Only because right? I feel like that maybe foreshadows like what was to come in the few, near future. Like, have you, okay, you've seen that, the, the movie You, I mean, the, the movie. The, the TV show, You, on yeah, Netflix. It was that you show. that told us to watch it, I, I think. I don't know. Did you watch it? I'm on season two. So, nice. spoiler alert. You see how he is on, in the TV show, Joe. Mm-hmm. And then you meet him in real life, and he starts saying, like, trust me, guys, I'm normal. Like, that's just the character that I play. And can you imagine we find out that he's like that in real life? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Nuts. That'd be wild, dude. Isn't that crazy? All right, so... <clears throat> Unanswerable question. Number one. Leslie always thought she'd be in a sex scandal with the vice president while she was the president. There's a talking she head where she's like, in love where with she her. Said that. Yeah, she falls in love with her. No, that, that that the guy would be accused of sleeping with her. Oh. And the guy would be the president. Like she always thought that the president would be accused of sleeping with the vice president. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Number two. Why wouldn't Joan just lie and say that there was a mole instead of letting Leslie prove herself. Like, Joan could have been a dick and just been like, there is a mole. 
And Leslie would what? No, there's not. And then she would have turned around. Then she would have turned around and like got really close with the ass in front of the camera. Yeah. So I only had two questions. Actually, the three, the third one. Who would Mark take to the basketball game? His mom. Mark and his mom. Nitpicks. The fact that bandana bitch. The fact that Leslie never had a mole on her butt doesn't prove a damn thing to me. She obviously never slept with Bill. Yep. But that's just a bad way to prove it. That's just my opinion. That's my nitpick. Uh, we're going to end this podcast on some half-assed internet research. I only have three. Number one, I touched on this earlier. Louis C.K. was temporarily written off the show so he could focus on the release of his show, Louis, on FX, a show I never watched a single second of. Did you ever watch Louis? On no. FX? No, no. So I think that's what's aged the best. The fact that neither one of us has watched Louis in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So as I've said before, Councilman Dexhart is kind of loosely based on a real-life turd named Mark Sanford, who actually did shit like this in real life. Wow. Yeah. I didn't... Whoa. Yeah, dude, we talked about this. Oh, you're right. Remember he flew with his mistress to Argentina right. or some shit, and, but he told his... And that's why they made that joke. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah, I think okay. it was Harris Whittles. RIP. He died yesterday, yesterday, five years ago. Wow. Harris, Harris Whittles, yeah. Rest in peace. February 19th. Great writer. Great writer. Fucking great writer. Uh, let's see. Last, what says the worst? I mean, what says the worst? Half <laughs> internet research. The lot is actually the pit from season one filled in. It's located in Van Nuys. Have you ever been in Van Nuys? Fucking far. Yes, but I kind of want to know where that's at. Oh, you can, go, well, you can find that out. Go pay our respects to the pit. You can find out and go visit the lot. Lot 48. All right, guys, lot that's 48. it. Next episode, uh, who knows when we're going to release it? Because. I'm going to say two weeks. Uh, or every other week. I'm just gonna start prepping ahead of time. I'm just gonna have all these in the bag. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I say that, but I don't know. But I'm gonna start a new job, so everything's gonna be different from now on. And yes. of course, I'm I'm raising AJ. Please support this podcast. Tell everybody you know about this. Even if you don't want to listen, just download us. Spread the freaking word. I gotta feed my son, guys. I gotta feed my son. Yes, I gotta feed my habits. You don't. Have, yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. Go Dodgers.